it sounds like the flight went off without a hitch. It really did. Uh, from, from launch to landing, it looked like it went exactly by the book. Uh, the ascent was very smooth indeed. The rocket fired for about two and a half minutes. That accelerated the capsule up to about three times the speed of sound when it was released. Uh, and, of course, it continues coasting upward with that velocity. Uh, and the crew was almost immediately in a weightless environment. They unstrapped. Uh, they showed us some video after landing. You could see them floating about the cabin, enjoying the view, turning somersaults, all of that. The usual astronaut stuff. Uh, they reached a high point of about 66 miles and then uh, came back down. Uh, all three parachutes opened, and it was a picture-perfect landing. So all in all, a great day for Blue Origin and Jeff Bezos. Now, we saw Richard Branson do something similar a few days ago. How was this different? You know, it's interesting. The Virgin Galactic, that's, that's Richard Branson's company, and Jeff Bezos's Blue Origin both offer the same experience to the customer in the sense that on either spacecraft, you get about three minutes of weightlessness and you fly higher than 50 miles, in the case of Blue Origin, higher than 62 miles. Uh, but how they get there is very different. You know, the Branson spacecraft is a winged space plane. It's carried up to 45,000 feet attached to a larger carrier aircraft, and then it's dropped, ignites an engine, shoots up into space, and then it spirals back down for a gliding landing on a runway. Uh, the, the Bezos rocket is a much more traditional spacecraft. It is a a rocket that takes off from the ground. It has a capsule on top. And, uh, you know, the capsule itself is what goes up to altitude. The crew gets to look out uh, the biggest windows ever built into a spacecraft. Uh, and then it descends to a parachute touchdown. So it's a different sort of ride. The, the Virgin Galactic ride takes more than an hour to complete. Uh, the Blue Origin flight is over. The one we saw today is over in about 10 minutes flat. Uh, but, again, they both are offering the same thing, a couple of minutes of weightlessness, and a view of the planet that only a few hundred astronauts and cosmonauts have ever had. You were used to seeing capsules splash down in the ocean. How's it possible that they could land on land? Well, you know, the Russian Soyuz capsules land on land, uh, okay. so that's not unusual. Uh, the way this works is with, the, with this capsule, when it comes down under parachutes, it's moving about 16 miles an hour. Uh, and then six feet above the ground, and they have a sensor that can detect it with that accuracy, at about six feet up, these nitrogen-powered jets fire out the bottom to slow it down to about one mile per hour when it actually hits the ground. So, you know, if you stood on your couch and stepped off onto the floor, that's about the nature of the impact uh, you would feel. So it's a, it's a relatively gentle landing. You know, New, uh, Blue Origin has done this 15 times before today's flight. They just never had people on board. So they had a they have good experience and a lot of data about what the crew could expect, and of course, today was the first flight with people, and by all accounts, it, it went just by the book. You know, the concept of reusable rockets that land on a pad is still amazing to me. You know, it really is. We're, we've gotten used to that with SpaceX. You know, of course, SpaceX is launching uh, cargo and human beings up to the International Space Station on a regular basis. And satellites, that's orbital space flight. That is a whole other degree of complexity, uh, cost, and, and all of that. Uh, but you're right. Watching those rockets come down, the, the SpaceX boosters, and now we've been watching the new Shepard booster. It, it almost looks like science fiction. It looks like a movie running in reverse. You know, you're just you're just not used to seeing that. And uh, it, it's it's really exciting to watch. It's very, very very a lot of fun. You know, you mentioned science fiction. I'm a huge Star Trek fan, and it just seems to me it it, it becomes more and more like getting into a shuttlecraft and taking off for somewhere. It's a, it's really amazing. Well, you know, it is, and it isn't. 
And what I mean by that is that, you know, I'm a science fiction fan too. And, and we're also used to watching movies and thinking about space flight as commonplace, but it really isn't. Uh, it is a high risk endeavor still. Uh, there's a huge amount of energy being harnessed in these rockets and you're, you're putting your, your life on the line when you ride it. And while they've gotten the safety down to the point where I wouldn't hesitate to get on one of these, it's still not something that is risk-free. And so you got to keep that in mind. It is a, it's something that requires a lot of diligence on the part of these companies to maintain that safety. Uh, because in the commercial spaceflight world, as you can imagine, uh, if, if either one of these companies has a, you know, a mishap, uh, you know, any kind of a, an accident that, that can claim some lives, that would be a, a big blow. Uh, for that commercial marketplace, and it'll be interesting to see if they can maintain a flawless safety record as these flights continue and accelerate. This might involve a little speculation, but what does NASA think about all this? Uh, I think NASA really likes it. Uh, they, they they have evolved into an agency that wants to hire the private sector to do the transportation part of this. In other words, they already pay SpaceX, uh, Northrop Grumman, to carry cargo to the space station. SpaceX is carrying astronauts to this station, and starting later this year, Boeing will join them with its own cruise ship. So if you think about it, NASA is hiring a company to perform a service, and that leaves NASA free to focus on the things that only governments can do, which is things like you know, uh, building infrastructure on the moon or thinking about manned or piloted flights to Mars. Uh, so I think they welcome any kind of uh, commercial space transportation effort. Uh, with the realization that you've got to wait for this to mature to make sure you can you can continue to do this safely in the long run. Uh, but I think they welcome it, no question. And you may have already answered this, but where do we go from here now? Well, of course, SpaceX and Boeing are going to continue doing what they do, building these spacecraft that can launch astronauts to the space station. Uh, NASA is focusing on building a big new rocket system to carry astronauts to the moon uh, in a couple of years. And New uh, Blue Origin uh, hopes to be competing with SpaceX in a couple of years. You know, one of the interesting things about the New Shepard spacecraft they launched today, the rocket engine, the, to the, the computer systems, the software, uh, Blue Origin is using all of that in a much larger rocket called the New Glenn uh, that will launch uh, in a couple of years to orbit and eventually carry people that will compete directly with SpaceX uh, to carry uh, payloads and passengers, you know, into deep space. So, you know, Blue looks at the launch today as a as kind of a harbinger of things to come. They really want to get involved in in all sectors of the space market, and uh, they're certainly off to a good start. Certainly, an exciting time. Do you, do you think our kids and and their kids will look back on this time as the way we look back on on the the race to the moon in the late '60s? I don't know. I think it's too soon to say that. Uh, this has a lot of promise and a lot of potential, but you know, if you've only launched one or two times, it's hard to know how that's going to play out. Uh, they need to do this safely. They need to avoid mishaps. Uh, and they need to get the price down. You know, this is, we can all marvel at a flight like this, but if you don't have a couple hundred thousand dollars to spend, <laughs> you're not going to get on this rocket. Uh, and that means me. I'm not, <laughs> yeah. or you, I guess. Yeah, great point. <laughs> uh, so, so, you know, they've got to get, they've got to get the cost down. They've got to demonstrate safety over the long haul. Indeed. CBS News space consultant, Bill Harwood, thanks for your expertise and your time. We appreciate it. You're very welcome. Glad to help.